0: Hey guys, welcome to the Babylonian Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob, glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. Today is the first uh, episode in October. Rob, do you know what October is?
1: October is um, (sighs) the month where we see jack-o'-lanterns and um teeth rotting and reformation day
0: reformation day i was gonna bring it up if you did it yes uh so out of all those three (laughs) things reformation day is the best but we're not talking about the reformation this month so that would be a good Mm -mm. topic to cover at some point yeah maybe should have done that (laughs) (laughs) but part of this month because people usually already have uh because of movies and television and I don't know if Halloween's happening this year where you're at, but trick-or-treating possibly unless you live in some states that have decided that that's an illegal thing now. um, People think of spooky stuff, right? That's what Halloween is Mm -hmm. known for. Halloween is in October. So this month, we're going to be covering four passages that deal with supernatural type of events that we see in the Bible. Uh, Three of them from the New Testament, uh, two of them specifically from the Gospels, and then one of them from the Old Testament. So uh, that's what you got to look forward to supernatural spooky stuff i don't have any decorations up because i don't decorate but uh yeah
1: so my wife did just recently fall out our entire house and it involved um spending money at thrift stores as well ah so oh man a package came for me
0: is it more Halloween decorations? the, the
1: office lady downstairs just said a package came for me and you know what it is it, one of the things is my new boom arm
0: man uh, maybe on the next episode minutes, guys five minutes later man. it's fine hey next episode <laughs> video version you might very well see that boom arm I'm just telling yeah this, so. it's
1: it's um it's been pumping iron so it's it's beefier it's a
0: lot, it's a lot beefier than that one that yeah. little weak boomy arm right it's it.
1: it's probably gonna put me to shame for sure
0: you know, oh, one last note before we get into this passage of Matthew that I do envy of other mm-hmm. podcasts are those uh, those sure microphones that people have, like those. big, Yeah. Long- yeah.
1: Yeah, they're like three or four hundred bucks just a yeah. microphone.
0: So if you guys want to get us some sure microphones, go over and donate our Patreon. It doesn't exist. So
1: yeah, we sure would be appreciative. <laughs> You're
0: so punny. All right, so we are going to jump just a in. Dad. <laughs> uh i can't i, I want to go to the dad joke side but I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna hold off for the sake of everyone. Listening. push on toward the prize
1: yeah uh, good work
0: yeah i'm proud of myself matthew chapter 8 is where we'll be today folks on your babbling babbling pastor podcast scripture reading of the day thank you for joining in matthew chapter 8 verse 28
1: cue the pad music
0: no no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Also, when you guys are buying that sure microphone, if you could get me like a soundboard, I'd appreciate that too. Boom, baby. Uh we're working with uh Amazon cheap mics and uh well I can't cry too much. We got Mac laptops, so oh first world problems, hashtag. <laughs> yeah, life
1: could be worse.
0: Um <laughs> uh, so anyway. have
1: a Dell or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Or those old computers with the uh, the uh, the they were decorated like uh, cows. Was that a Dell? What was that? There was a logo. They had like spots on them like cows. Maybe that was a Dell.
1: Um, the fact that we don't remember it says everything.
0: (laughs) It's gone, fellas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The branding was more important than the name. Uh, Yeah. So Uh, today, today, refocus, refocus. We're gonna be at Matthew chapter eight, right? Verses 28 yeah. through the end of the chapter. And it talks, is this a story that a lot of people know about. I always, when I uh, was a youth pastor, in October at some point would preach a message from this passage. Uh, in order to, uh, you know, to, to, to show the students, uh, most importantly over everything, that no matter what uh, happens, Jesus is, has authority and control. And it's very obvious in this passage. Um, so I will read it real quick and to make this a little bit more interesting i'm going to read it in a little bit of a british accent and for those of you that are british and are listening feel free to tear this apart because critique yeah yes because i don't think it's probably that good but i do want to make it a little interesting for you Um, and i'm sure there might be a comment that says that's disrespectful i don't really know if you're referring to me reading the bible in a british accent or (laughs) the fact that i'm using a british accent nevertheless not important so Matthew chapter 8, verse 28. And it said, and when he came to the other side in the country of... What is that? Gardenius? Garden? <laughs> <laughs> Gatterines? Uh, maybe you should read this. <laughs> uh, i'm also not doing this in a british accent i don't think i can do two things at once two (laughs) demon possessed men met him coming out of the tubes so fierce that no one could pass that way and behold they cried out what have you to do with us O son of god have you come here to torment us before the time now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them And the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into that herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they came and went out and went into the pigs. And behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters. The herdmen fled. And going into the city, they told everyone, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed man. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to leave the region. Can you imagine what it's like when I try to read scripture for preaching? No one's there to help me with Gadarians. <laughs> it's not good.
1: I'm sure it's fine, Michael. I'm sure that it, you know, it's probably it's, it's testing uplifting. people to see if they're there the There's a gal that an older lady that read scripture at our church uh, while we were going through the book of Genesis. Ooh, and she just hard. so happened to catch the scripture that she had to do was uh, a lot of genealogy stuff and it was hilarious because she got to the very end of this and she literally Mike still hot and everything said wow <laughs> <laughs> And, then and sat down.
0: it was the best thing ever man <laughs> this I'm never doing uh, this again yeah oh it's bad there was one time uh that i was up and i had to what was it oh i was going through uh i think it was hosea anyway i had a whole list of like six people and i was like and the men because i wasn't even going to try to do that i just skipped right over it it's the michael translation all right so the verses that we read i think everybody knows these verses right who would not know these verses perhaps some people but most people know these verses so it's jesus he comes over, there's demon-possessed men. If you go in Mark, I believe it's a demon-possessed man um, instead of two. The idea here is that uh, there's some key things that I think we can point out here. Not only, so I think we need to acknowledge one thing right off the bat that most people, maybe that we grew, we grew up with specifically, would be like, there's no ghosts or demons. Like, I remember hearing that a lot. Um, I don't know if you recall, but there wasn't a whole yeah. lot of, uh, uh, of evil demon talk coming up when we were when we were growing up unless of course it was from like rock music that, that they were demons
1: well yeah like audio adrenaline they were demonic
0: <clears throat> i don't think i ever heard that but it did <laughs> hurt my ears to listen to them but other than that it wasn't <laughs> it was like, <laughs> not my style uh but we obviously see here this reality of, of demonic powers uh people are people being possessed by demons so where do you want to lead off here? Because there's a couple of places I want to go, but what are the things that kind of stood out to you when when you were looking at that?
1: Well, I mean, I, I have uh, written a couple of, um, a couple of things down that, that stick out to me. And I've uh, this particular scripture, I, um, so someone came to me not too long ago and were experiencing some pretty obvious spiritual warfare stuff in their life. And so I had to do, um, like I have, uh, views and opinions on a lot of this kind of stuff, but you know how that is. Like you, you do kind of a crash course again and get your mind around what, you know, uh, the scriptures are and, and, uh, the thing, excuse me, the things that have caused you to believe what you believe sort of. Um, and uh what this is one of the texts that i um uh, that I came up with and it's actually also a text that I used um when we we recently went through uh the Lord's prayer within the Sermon on the mount and we got to the very end right which uh in which jesus uh says at the end of that prayer uh to uh not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil and so there's this aspect right that we covered there and uh i used this text at the end of that sermon uh to display how uh, uh, ma- how infinitely more jesus has authority uh than than anything else uh, than any other demonic forces or mm-hmm. satan himself or any of it um and i love this text because of that uh, because, uh, so he had just gotten for context purposes, he had just gotten done displaying his authority over literally all of creation when he told the storm, stop it. And it just stopped, right? Like that doesn't just happen every day. Jesus had authority over, um, the, uh, the, the very nature that he created. And then we come to this story and, uh, in verse 28, when it says these guys were so fierce, the demon possessed men uh, met him coming out of the tomb so fierce that no one could, could pass that way. The word could, right? Like th- that's how big of a deal these guys were. The that had these demons, The they uh, were so fierce that no one could pass that way. Right? Like that's um, shows how scary and how big of a deal that, that it was. And then um, that, and the sense that, so uh, what have you to do with us, O Son of God, right? They they knew who he was, these demons. They knew exactly who Jesus was, mm-hmm. and um, they knew who the boss was, right? Because if you keep reading the word torment, have you come here to torment us before the time? Uh, verse 31, and the demons begged him, uh, if you cast us out, send us away to the herd of pigs, uh, and then Jesus gives them permission. They ask permission. They beg him, and he says, "Go." If he would not have said go, they would not have been able to go. It's just the nature of who Jesus is. And then even at the end, when you see the thirty uh, in verse thirty-four, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. Like uh, they were used to this demon-possessed man who was. They were so fierce that you couldn't even pass that way. They were used to that. But then Jesus comes along, and they're like. Whoa! Get out of here! Please leave. Like they're they're that, you know. You know what I mean. Like that mm-hmm. all struck. And in fact, the corresponding Mark text that you mentioned in in the mm-hmm. Messenger or whatever. Um, so there's the story is also in Mark, which you said, and uh, in verse six of chapter five of Mark, talking about the demon possessed uh, man, says, and when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. Like there's just this overwhelming picture of Jesus and His unlimited authority over this demon-possessed man, meaning the the demons that possessed
0: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I picked up there that I saw too. Like, so to walk through the verses a little bit here on uh, on my side as well, when I was reading it. Uh, it was really interesting. This is one of the points I tried to point out, like you said, that it's very obvious from the Gospels of who what they can and cannot do. So, and not only that, they're they're fully aware of, like, their end. Like, they know what their end is, which is when, like, so in verse 29, where it says, have you come to torment us before the time? Like, I know that's really yeah. vague, but it's one of those things that it's, it's obviously, a, they're aware of the fact that, hey, we're not going to be able to do this forever, but they're also aware that there's going to be a time where it's not going to, it's going to be bad for us. Like we're going to be tormented. You're, you know, it's, it's, it ends. We don't have freedom anymore. Um, yeah. And that says a lot, I think, especially when reading through the text that, that they not only understand that Jesus is in control of the entire situation, but they're scared to death that, Oh no, <laughs> that time we knew was coming. It's, it's here. Like, you are you going to do it before the time? Uh, which gives this idea that they understand that um, maybe a little bit better. Well, obviously a lot better than the disciples of what's even going on. Like they know that there's an end for them. They know who this person is. Um, whereas even after this, the disciples are like, so who are you again? Like, I like, that was really cool. <laughs> but the demons are like, no, y'all, no, this is the son of God. Like they <laughs> yep. understand better um, than the people that Jesus is teaching is uh, teaching, understand him. And like I said, I think what you pointed out was really good there about the who's in, the control aspect of it. Like they have to ask permission. They can't do anything without Jesus saying yes. And um, the fact that, and I know in the commentaries and in studying this, uh, it's a little, a little torn on it. Uh, but the people are, are scared to death of the fact that not only did he do this, but it seems that, uh, like I said, depending on what commentary you read, they're either scared that he was able to do this when nobody else could or that he just trashed a whole bunch of money into because now all the pigs are gone. Like, they're like, no, you need to leave because I know these two guys were demon possessed, but you just killed a bunch of our economy. So if you could just like, so it's interesting on either side of that, to read that, that when, when people in Jesus's day saw people that were healed, that no one else could heal, they either were so scared of that that they actually asked the person that was able to do that to head out of town, uh which mm-hmm. is odd anyway, like so they 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 liked their status quo more than Jesus you know performing something that no one else could do, or on the other coin or maybe even uh, on the same you know on the same point, just on a different side of it, they uh preferred their economy over Jesus doing amazing things for people um either way, it really shows the heart of humanity, I think, in a lot of ways that uh even though Jesus performs these amazing things, the people in that city. We're like, mm, we don't want you here, which is crazy to think. Like, you would think that if Jesus showed up, like, wherever you're at now, right, just in your town, and people have been struggling with like these things for a very long time and he heals them, um, the idea might be that if, it, and we'll read this in other texts as well that we're going to cover, but almost all the time, humanity prefers economics and thriving over people actually being set free from things, um, which is this a really weird concept but to think that if Jesus came you know now for example and healed people but it destroyed our economy a little bit we be like if you could leave that'd be great like <laughs> we i mean just just, uh, just as a a point that i see here and we'll we'll point it out in another text too um but those were the big things i saw there was that uh, one uh the demons are seem to be far more understanding of who jesus is what their end will be, than anybody that's following Jesus, uh, and I think more so than a lot of the times. Like if we're going to bring it into modern day, we don't think about that a lot. I mean, there's lots of times where we don't think about you know eternity. We're so concerned with now, but the demons are fully understanding that at some point, like it goes very south for them, um, and they're scared to death of that. That's the thing that really sticks out. They're scared. They're fearful. Um, they understand the power that God has and um they're, they're freaked out by it. So um, those were the things yeah. that I, I saw in that. But I think it's also very interesting that we have, and we can talk about this maybe just for a little bit here, but that we have passages like this. We're obviously going to talk about other passages as well within the scriptures that deal with things like this. But lots of times within the church, we don't address that, like this idea that okay, yeah, demon possession is obviously a thing. Um I don't have a full, I mean, just in full disclosure of the first podcast of this month, I don't have a fully worked out idea of this. Just so everybody, I mean, I'm not operating from any.
1: Don't you think that's that's probably a, a huge reason why the church mm-hmm. doesn't address it? As I, I think if you ask the average, actually, like honestly, Christian churchgoer, um, I don't think that you would uh, probably wouldn't uh, come away with them saying that this isn't real um but i we don't really talk about it and and we get um sort of uh tense and i don't really want to talk about it because we don't understand any of it really i mean there's so much there and it's it is a supernatural piece of the puzzle and so it's not like um it's not the same as uh, applying you know lust to your, you know what i mean like uh, yeah. the scriptures that talk about that it's not the same thing to to develop a a, a robust theology around angels and demons you yeah. know and uh, spiritual warfare that's a that's a heavy topic and it's a topic that i think the average churchgoer uh even those who are very devoted and uh I, the average person probably doesn't have very much of a theology worked out uh to be able to address it and talk about it it's just something that we just kind of shrug our shoulders and go, yeah, it's there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, but,
1: that's, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's what happens. Like you'll read through, right? So you're doing your Bible reading for the day and you get to it. You're like, oh, well, that was really interesting. And I don't know what to do with that. And you just <laughs> close it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Or it's this idea that we live in an age where a lot of things are, I mean, so for example, if you're looking at this guy in a modern age where he's full of rage, he hurts everybody all the time, he would he'd be classified as mentally ill. That's what would happen. He, you classify this guy as a crazy person. He'd either be homeless yeah. on the street or locked up somewhere in you know in a state asylum. That that's where he would be. Um so it's one of those things, and I'm not saying like, you know, go out and you know, try to exercise demons from homeless people or go into a state asylum and do this. But what I'm saying is that this is how this guy would be classified. So there's a part of it we have to look and go, okay, well, this is an obvious thing, and really That this whole month of podcast isn't to make, you know, to work this out in any way, but just to get us to thinking about the fact that, look, I think lots of times, uh, especially maybe in the circles I grew up in and that we grew up in initially, there was this idea that was like, all right, so here's what we do know and can apply, and we'll just not talk about this other stuff. Where it's this thing where, so when, for example, when demons came up or, uh, things like that, they got kind of uh, sidebarred to, well, those are evil things, those are Halloween things, or The Exorcist is a movie that you don't need to watch. Like, it's a, you know, it's a bad yeah. movie. And so it wasn't a thing where it was like, well, let's actually talk through this and look at it. And that's kind of the the starting point of this month's podcast is to at least say, hey, look, these things are here, so let's talk about them a little bit. Um, the one thing I think we can definitely get from this specific one, though, is, you know, one, we see that Jesus is in control of the situation all the time. Like, there's not, he's not going, well, I'm going to have to have a battle here. It's just, and it's the same thing when we were talking about, um, I honestly forget what podcast it was, but you were bringing up in Revelations where, Revelation, where, you know, it's a point where, (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to correct somebody. It's not Revelations, it's Revelation. Where, uh, when Jesus says it's over, it's over. Like, it's not like, yeah hell and the devil can fight against and he'll let it happen for a little bit but eventually he's gonna go okay i'm done and like it's like me fighting with my three-year-old like it's okay we'll can play but when we're done you're okay you're gonna see that we're done like you yeah. you have no power over me <laughs> still- yeah
1: it's not it's not um a contradiction when jesus himself claims at the end of this book all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me
0: yeah and we see that clearly in this passage that they have to ask. And I think the, the couple of things that we can draw out of this one, for me, is that we, we know it's a real thing. We can acknowledge it. But when we're acknowledging it, we say, okay, well, obviously there are, I mean, for example, Paul talks about it principalities and demons and things like, like they're, that's who we are battling against. So we have to acknowledge that. Uh, but when we acknowledge it, we acknowledge it with understanding of like what we see here is that our Lord and Savior has it under control. Like there's not a point where you have to be like, oh no, I don't know if he's got it, and run behind a bunch of chainsaws like they do in a horror movie and be like, oh, we're gonna die. It's this point where you can have like the security in the fact that yeah, evil exists. Like that's a not just surface level evil, like demon evil exists. But there's no reason to fear it because he's got it under control. And the funny thing is that as much as the demons try to, you know, beat their chests and have a little bit of clout, as soon as Jesus comes, they're like, okay, but you're not here yet, right? Like we can still, because if you're (laughs) here for the big thing, we know what's going to go down. So,
1: yeah. And well, and, uh, there, there's a prerequisite a little bit too. And you look at the book of Job is, is another obvious text where you see that in the very beginning of that book, what do you see? You see, not, not just some demon, you see Satan himself, Mm -hmm. uh, the, commander of the demons the god of this world right satan himself um needing permission from god mm-hmm. to act in job's life and that that says it all you know like the 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 big boss if we're talking video game terms right like the the final boss of the demons is satan and even he needs permission to act
0: just as a side note, that's, this, this is where a soundboard would have come in really handy. I could have pushed like the old Mario, you know, boss music. All right. Anyway, so that, um, that's pretty much all I have on this text is to just say, look, all right, so we can acknowledge that demons are real. We can acknowledge that over those demons, Christ has authority and that even those demons know that. Uh, one- they know that he's Lord when a lot of people don't, uh, and two, they know that the end for them uh, is bad, even when a lot of us uh, sometimes forget that. That you know, they understand that sin has consequences; rebellion against God has consequences, and they're scared to death of it. Um, but like many people, they're like, "But if it's not time yet, I'd like to keep doing that until the time." So that's what we see. You got any last words on that stuff?
1: Um, my only last words are God is bigger than the boogeyman.
0: The boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a VeggieTale song, isn't it?
1: He's actually bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. I, I, <laughs> I'm, not I, I, it. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the monologue. <laughs> so I'm just waiting
0: for you to continue with the lesson. Uh, lyrics. Yeah.
1: God actually is bigger than the boogeyman and he's watching out for you and me. <laughs> that ended in a real Osteen kind of way, but, it um, yeah, God, it, but in all seriousness, uh, understanding that God is ultimately so that you, you hear, uh, I won't name any names right at the moment because it's, it's, it's bigger than just a person or two that I would pull out. But you hear in, um, some of the prosperity gospel kind of, uh, circles you'll hear things like um uh say god isn't sovereign that satan is like actually a formidable foe we just happen to know the end of the story but that's not true at all the the fact that god is the word god means something and um when the things when you see that in job when you see that in this text and in many of all of the other ones that we're going to cover this month um and a lot more actually you see the the truth that god is in fact god over even the most evil and scary things that we're going to ever face and it's not a secret in ephesians 6:12 right one of my favorite uh, Verses for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood right but against mm-hmm. the rulers against authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places so this is a very real war as a christian and we can rest and be confident in the fact that our king is the king
0: mm-hmm. And I think, I know it was said it was my last word, but it's not now because what you said made me think about it. But I think the only sorry. time... hey no, you're good. Hey, you're good. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing that would make us have to worry about it, for example, so in, uh, I don't know the full story. I'm sorry. I'm just pulling it out of my head here. But in Acts 19, hold on, I have a, a verse pulled up, Acts 19:15, where we see Uh, I don't, I forget the whole story, but I know it's somebody that is trying to cast out demons in Jesus' name. And it says, one of the evil spirits answered them saying, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? And I think that's one of the, uh, if you can, maybe you're looking that up now for context for me, because I don't want to take that out of context. But the idea here is the only time we have to worry about it is if like, we're trying to do that, uh under our own power right so if you're like well i'm gonna fight like you were referring to what made me think about it was when you talked about the prosperity you know gospel and the pastors Mm -hmm. that preach that lots of times they're like you gotta fight you gotta arm yourself you gotta you know war against it and i think the only time that that's going to be an issue is if you are doing that under your own power you're not understanding that you know like this passage says jesus has that authority so yeah whenever you go up against something especially i mean in this particular passage demonic uh and you're trying to this guy's trying to cast out demons uh the demons are like yeah but you don't know jesus so and i if i remember this story hold on i'm just gonna pull it up real quick if i remember Uh, correctly it was where he was trying to uh, do the same things the apostles were doing and casting out the demons and when he tries it uh he actually gets beat up and thrown out naked i believe is how that Where's this at, guys? I should have prepared better. Verse
1: thirteen of chapter nineteen is the big.
0: Yeah, verse thirteen. Where it really so begins. Some of uh, when some of the Jewish exorcists undertook to involve the name of the Lord over those who had evil spirits, saying, "I adjure you to uh, adjure you by the name of Jesus, who Paul proclaims." Seven sons of the Jewish high priest named Shiva. We're doing this but the evil spirit answered them saying jesus i know paul i recognize but who are you and the man of who was the evil spirit leaped on them mastered them all and overpowered them so they fled out of the house naked and wounded <laughs> yeah so that's what's going to happen to you if you try to do this you're going to be well, naked I- well i love it in there he, he didn't just hurt him he's just like let's take their clothes too fully embarrass them <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> the yeah just like, I go home baby
0: I, I don't know you i know jesus and i i know who paul is but uh you, yeah and i don't well, know you it's safe
1: to it's safe to assume too that uh well it i want to be careful about that i haven't exegeted this really yeah in, uh, with the original i languages obviously have but but when he when he says But also some of the Jewish exorcists, right? Um, These are uh, and and seven sons of a Jewish high priest. Uh, So these are the sons of a Jewish high priest. Uh, They're Jews. They don't necessarily follow Christ. They don't call him God and King because they're even reclaiming it. And, uh, the, uh, let's see, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches, right? Like it's not even Jesus. They're not even saying in the name of Jesus Christ, they're saying in the name of Jesus, that guy that Paul talks about, you know, like they're obviously not even Christian men, but they see what's going on and they're amazed and they're, you know, trying to do their own thing with that. And, um, you know they were uh naked and afraid as the tv show um yeah and wounded please don't please don't think that i watch that i don't there you go i don't watch Me. that
0: no good <laughs> it's a dumb concept for a tv show anyway
1: yeah it's really dumb
0: <laughs> all right so before we go off on the rest of the tv show uh commentary i think it's safe to say that this episode we one recognize that demonic powers uh are are real but most importantly uh, Jesus is over those, uh, those demonic powers in the sense that they are scared to death of him, they run from him, and they ask to be cast into something else rather than to be destroyed. Um, so, demons are real. Jesus has the authority. That's where we'll end this one, and then we'll develop this process a little bit more out in the next couple episodes. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sending us all that money for those sure microphones and that soundboard. We Boom! It. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs>